hey, welcome to 1128 Community. We are so glad you're here. I'm Colleen. And I'm Mike. And our church, we exist to help you do life different by setting rhythms and values with Jesus at the center. And this is a place where we lead with love, where we extend extra grace. This is a safe space to explore what a relationship with Jesus looks like and everything that goes on with it. Now, last time we did a message together, I said we are a place that extends extra grace to all. And Colleen was like, mm-hmm. And I looked at him. Yeah. <laughs> but this time we flipped it around. Did you notice? Like, I didn't, like, emphasize the amount of grace required or... You don't have to point it oh, out. Okay, okay. Uh, we're jumping into a new series today, and it's called Lies We Believe... There it is, right there. And it's, it's misconceptions and half-truths. The things that we think we know, maybe we've experienced, and we've just kind of accepted as truth, but we've never really explored, is that true? Is that real? Is that something that I should be all in on? And today we're jumping in talking about prayer. And prayer is one of those hard things to talk about. Even just putting this message together and working through it over the last several days, we really struggled to like to like say like, well, is that a lie? Is that a misconception? What what is that? What's Jesus saying to us in the scripture? And the, I got this picture I want to paint for you just as a way of thinking about how we do life and sometimes how we pray or how we communicate with God. Now, earlier in the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, even into Thursday, I'm sitting outside each of those mornings about 7.30 with the kids in the driveway waiting for the bus to show up. Anybody else experience the waiting for the bus to show up moment? Now the bus is supposed to come at 7.26 and by like 7.40 or 7.45 I start wondering like is the bus going to show up or am I the bus today? Now We've got two kids that no matter what we say, like they won't not ride the bus. Like I say, you can get up later and I'll take you to school. Nope, we've got to ride the bus. And so no matter what, like we're going to wait for the bus. And so we're out there and it's just like we got to kill some time. we got to like make this go by a little bit faster. And so we get out the dog's ball. Our dog Echo, he's three. He loves to play fetch. He could play fetch all day long. JJ throws the ball, you know, and it goes a good distance. Julia throws the ball and it goes like two feet. Echo loves it. It doesn't matter how far it goes or how short, but he loves fetch. He could do it all day long. And we got one of those like blue stick things. I don't know what it, a chuck it or a wing it. it or a fling it or a sling, sling it. it or a go and get the ball, dog. That's what it should be called. And so we got one of those and we got the rubber ball because he chews all the fuzzy stuff off the tennis balls. And so we've had to upgrade. And so here we are on like Wednesday morning trying to kill time playing fetch with Echo in the yard. Now I got the thing and we got a tree in the front yard and so I got to throw it over the tree and, and that way he, had, he can run and go and get it. So it goes up pretty high and he just he runs and then he waits for it to drop and he like looks around and he gets really excited when it like bounces and he can grab it off a bounce. He feels like he caught it on the fly and he runs it back. And so we're playing fetch for four or five minutes and then I throw one and it didn't go high enough. It caught the tree and instead of going to where it normally goes, it takes like a sharp left hand turn and it bounces into the front yard rather than the back of the side yard. Now Echo 
because it goes so high. He doesn't see where it's going, remember? He just starts running. So, like, I pick it up, and before I even throw it, he's already, like, out to the side yard. He doesn't see it bounce. And so he's out in the side yard, standing there, his big floppy ears and his eyes, like, where's my ball? And I'm like, it's over here, man. And he literally is looking at me, looking in the yard, looking at me, unsure what to do. So he starts running around the house in circles, and he's like looking everywhere. It's like not a straight line anywhere. It's like a zigzag and a stop, a sniff, a run. He comes back to me a few minutes later, and and he's like, help, where is my ball? And it's like literally like right there, you know? And it's like, buddy, it's, it's there. Echo, go right there. He takes off running. He's like two feet from the ball, right? Like running past it. Doesn't even like, what was that? It just passed it. This went on for about 10 minutes. Way longer than I would have had patience yeah. for. <laughs> but it was funny. It was funny. Like the kids and I, we were trying to pass time, remember? And it was funny that our dog literally was just out there frantically trying to find his ball in the yard. And it's sitting right there. And the grass is fresh cut, too. It's not like it's down in there. Like it's on the top. And I, it's orange. Bright yeah, orange. Yeah, bright orange. And I, I think like, what is this guy doing And eventually, he finds the ball. He's so excited to bring it back to me. And I'm like, all right, enough of that. Like, we can't keep playing fetch like this. And that's how we we started our day on Wednesday, trying to play fetch with Echo, just kind of going where he thought the ball was going to go, but then frantically chasing it around the yard, trying to find it. And I think sometimes we live like Echo, like you and me. We think we know what's going to happen in life. We think we know what we can expect. We make plans. We think we see what's coming. And then all of a sudden, if there's a change or something is different than we expected or like we're thrown off course, we're like Echo. We're all of a sudden, we're like frantic. We're like, wait a second. How did I get here? How did I end up here? And, and then we, we tend to go back to God in those moments like, okay, help please help. I'm here and I don't know what I'm doing and life just feels like a mess. Yeah, it really does. And, and I think life feels like a mess because we live our lives in a way where like we're, we're disconnected from God. And we're disconnected from God a lot of times because we've believed or had misconceptions around prayer. Yeah, and there's some common ones that we have all thought. Like, I'm not going to pray or I can't pray because I don't have time. I'm just too busy. My schedule's too full. I have too many things to check off during the day. Show of hands, has anyone ever felt like I'm too busy to pray? Yeah, I'll put my hand up yeah, too. Okay. Yeah. And I know those of you like not raising your hand, you've definitely felt that you just don't want to like it. It's no judgment. It's okay. And then <laughs> the next one, I don't want to pray because it's not worth the effort. It didn't work that other time, or it didn't turn out the way that I thought, or I prayed really hard about it, and it's been five, ten years, and I'm still praying about the same thing, and so why am I going to put that effort out? It's not worth it. Nothing changes. Has anyone ever felt like that? Like, is prayer worth the effort? Yeah. This one is the one that gets me the most, though. I think I can handle it on my own. I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to talk to God about it because I think I've 
got it. I mean, even just something as simple as like me losing something, which I do a lot. No, Don't, I yeah. wasn't going to yeah, be the one to say that. <laughs> I do a lot. I lose things. And I'm misplace. like... Misplace. We'll say misplace. That's true. Can and we I, go, She has a phone here. And there's a thing on your watch that you can hit where it yeah. dings your phone. I use it at least two times a day. Two times an hour. No, no, no. That's, that's ridiculous. But she can handle it on her own. <laughs> but I can handle it on my own. And I take care of it. Like, I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to find the missing thing or I'm going to fix my kid's problem. I can do it. Anyone ever feel like that? Like, I don't need to pray. I can handle it on my own. Yeah. We don't pray sometimes because we think that God's not listening or that God doesn't care. We just kind of feel alone or isolated. And so we're not going to reach out because we feel alone. But ultimately, we believe the lie that prayer is a simple and straightforward thing. We believe that prayer is simple and straightforward. We believe that it can help us with our schedule, losing things, problems, when things go wrong, when things don't look the way that they're supposed to. But it's not that simple. No, it's not a one-size-fits-all thing. Prayer is not a simple, straightforward practice that we all should do it uniform and it should look the same for each and every one of us. Prayer is it's just not a simple, straightforward thing. Prayer is a unique conversation. It's a unique conversation that God is waiting to have with you. It's a unique conversation between you and God. Now, some of us, we've, we've learned like the Lord's Prayer, or we've learned some other prayers, and we think like, that's really how I'm supposed to pray. And, and like those prayers, like I don't have them memorized. Maybe that's a lie that you believe, like you've got to have these prayers memorized. Maybe you think like, I have to be good enough to say those kind of prayers. Like I have to be right, and like I have to be forgiven, and like I don't know that I'm there yet. Like there's lots of lies that keep us from praying, and sometimes it's because we think like prayer is just this straightforward thing, and this is what I have to do on my end to be able to step into this conversation. But prayer is not a simple, straightforward, one-size-fits-all thing. It's a unique, sometimes messy conversation between you and God. And God's just waiting to have that conversation with you. Now, how many of us are conversation avoiders? Like, you know, like, I don't know that I want to step into this moment because it's like a little bit hard, like, or difficult, or like, I don't want to receive, like, encouragement, right? Like, there's all kinds of reasons we avoid conversation. And I want to, I, ho- I hope today, I-, I really want each of us to leave here feeling like I can step into a conversation with God. Like, I can do that. And it doesn't have to be the same as the conversation the person next to me is having. Like, I can have a unique conversation with God. Now, one of the things we love about Scripture is that Jesus in the New Testament, he had some guys like you and me that did life, and gals, there were gals too. Yes. And, and they did life with Jesus. They, they literally would walk from place to place, and they'd talk, and they'd have conversations. Sometimes they'd do dumb stuff. Sometimes they would say dumb stuff. Other times they would ask questions, and they would just like 
act like we might act if we were spending time with Jesus. Maybe confused, maybe curious. And so I love in Scripture when this group of people would ask Jesus, like, hey, can you explain that to us? Like, tell us, how did you do that thing? Or could, could you show me one more time? Because, like, I didn't see it the other five times you did it. So could you, like, show me that one more time so that I could maybe understand? And when it comes to praying, they asked Jesus one time, like, hey, can you show us how to pray? Show us how to pray. And, and of course, Jesus says, like, yeah, I can show you. Like, I imagine it's just, like, one of these, like, yeah, no, no problem. I can show you how to pray. And so before he jumps into teaching the Lord's Prayer as like an example of how to pray, he has a few things to say. And he says this to the the disciples and those people close to him in Matthew chapter 6. He says, when you pray, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. Don't be like those people. Don't be like them. Now, I think if we're being honest, like we we maybe like have thought like, oh man, like that person praying over there, they really know how to pray. Like they've got prayer down. Like they are a prayer warrior, you might say. Like we look up to people. Maybe they've even been up front. Maybe we've been up front as people that you're like, wow, I wish I could pray like them. But what Jesus says is like, don't, don't worry about that. Like don't be like that. Don't, don't pray in a place where you can be seen. It's not about being seen. Don't worry about that. And he says, I tell you the truth. That is all the reward they will ever get. Now this comes from the New Living Translation and some other versions say it differently, but I I like this version because it's like they want to be seen for being like these great prayers. But that's all all the reward they're going to get is like people around them are going to be like, oh wow, look at them, they're a great prayer. But there's more reward in store for those that don't worry about being seen. That's what Jesus is saying. Like, there's more reward than just being seen. So don't worry about being seen when you pray. And now, like, let's just hand in the air question again. How many of you hate praying in front of people? I got a double hand up in the back there. Yeah, like a lot of us get nervous, right? Because we feel like I can't pray as good as some of these other people. But what Jesus is saying here is like, don't worry about it. That's not a reason to not pray. Like it's not about being seen. It's not about being in front of other people. So don't worry about being seen when you're praying. Verse 6 says, but when you pray, when you pray, go by yourself. Shut the door behind you. And pray to your Father in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. Again, don't worry about being seen when you pray. Like, this is a private thing. This is a a personal conversation between you and God. Don't worry about being seen. It's a unique conversation between you and God. It might be a messy conversation between you and God. So don't worry about having that conversation between you and God in a public space. No, like go and have that vulnerable conversation in private. 
Because God, he sees everything. God already knows everything. And when you step into that place of, the, of being vulnerable like that, you will be rewarded. In verse 7, he continues, When you pray, when you pray, and you, you keep saying, when you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do, because they think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Now, some of us are very long prayers, and there's nothing wrong with being a long prayer, a wordy person, but like, it's not just one of those, like, I'm going to pray, and I'm just going to talk and say things, and again, it's like this, I'm not here to impress people. Sometimes the prayers with the least amount of words are the the deepest, most vulnerable prayers that we can pray. The amount of words doesn't matter. If you prayed a prayer that just said, God, help. God knows the help that you need. God knows where you are. And that one word prayer of help, it has more or equal to impact as a long prayer explaining the whole entire situation. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do, because they think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Like Prayers aren't answered because of how much we say. Prayers are answered because of how vulnerable we are with allowing God into our situation. And then verse 8. Don't be like them. Don't be like all those other people. For your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. And that's the beautiful thing about prayer. We have so many things that we we maybe believe that are untrue about how we have to be, how we have to look, what we have to have together to step into this conversation with God. But God already knows what's on our heart. And when we step into this unique conversation with God, when we step into that moment and be vulnerable there, it's, it's this realization that God knows. God already knows, and that's going to be transformative in our lives. And, and then Jesus goes on to share about the, the Lord's Prayer, and, and we'll get to that a little bit later, but, but it's not a prayer that like you just pray this magic prayer. It's an example of how to pray. And Jesus, the example he gives in the Lord's Prayer, it's, it's about belonging. Our Father who art in heaven, belonging. He's my Father. We're family. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That's a mission. Like, God, I want to be on mission with you. Your kingdom come. Help me to be on mission with you. Give us this day our daily bread. God, if I'm on mission with you, give me the resources and the tools that I need to be effective. Forgive us our trespasses as we we forgive those that trespass against us. God, help me to be compassionate. Help me to be forgiving. God, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God, would you transform me?
It's not a magic prayer. It's, a, it's an example of how to pray, how to step into this conversation with God, how to be vulnerable, how to, how to say, like, God, I'm here. God, I'm here. Transform me. And you and I, we can have a deeper connection, a deeper relationship through these conversations. And, you know, I think of, you know, plants and being connected and things that are disconnected. I also think of phone, and I think a lot of us think of a phone when we think of prayer. Like, I have to pick it up, I have to dial, then the person on the other line has to answer it. And prayer is just not like that at all. I don't know if you've ever been to a park or a playground and you've seen those like speaker things where if you're on one end, you can like whisper or talk into it. And then somebody on the other end of the playground, normally my kids, they're standing there and then they can hear you. Well, God, God promises that he's always accessible. God's always accessible. So I picture it like that speaker where God's got that speaker. God's always got that speaker. And just like Echo, sometimes we use that speaker just when we need it, right? We use it when something's going wrong or when I feel kind of lost, even in my big picture of like, what am I doing with my life? And we go to that speaker and we hope for answers and we hope for something. But we can have that speaker with us always, I know it's kind of a silly picture, but like I almost this week as we were like preparing for today, I, I kind of pictured like walking around with like that pole and the speaker attached because we have a God who says, you don't have to pick up the phone to be in relationship, to connect with me. It's that we have access to it all the time. And when we access it all the time, we will be more vulnerable. We will be willing to say, hey, God, be in this too. This thing that I either think I can do on my own or I don't know if I really trust you with it. We might say that and then we'll see God move. I think, I think as we, we get to the end here, some of us have believed that, that prayer is this one-size-fits-all thing. It's meant to be simple. And we think, like, I can't do it right. I can't pray the way that I'm supposed to pray. And so we avoid it. We avoid stepping into that conversation. But, but the reality is, the things that we pray about, the, God, would you help me in this moment? Would you help me pass this test? Would you be with my family? Would you give us good sleep tonight? Would you watch over us as we travel? It's not that those are wrong prayers or bad prayers. Like all prayers matter to God. But God wants to, to go deeper. God's waiting for us to step into that unique conversation where we're vulnerable. Where we say, God, change me change me. And so today, as, as we wrap up, I want us to, to reflect as I read the words of the Lord's Prayer. I want you to close your eyes and to, to just have this moment with God. 
It might be the first time where you're, you're actually feeling like I'm, I'm stepping into this vulnerable moment with God. I'm stepping into this unique conversation with God, and, and I want you to have that moment now. So find a, find a posture that works for you. Maybe it's eyes closed, head bowed, hands folded. Maybe it's on the knees here. Maybe it's, it's just sitting, looking up. Maybe it's looking at the screen. Can we put those lyrics or those words back up there? Yeah. So this first part, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Reflect on that. Our Father in heaven. You belong to God. God's your Father. He knows your name. And you're forgiven because of that, God. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Think about that. Like you're on mission with God. When you pray that part, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You're saying, God, like I want to be in this with you. God, direct my steps. Ask God to direct your steps this week. Give us this day our daily bread. God, if you're going to direct my steps this week, there might be some hard things that I have to do. Would you give me courage? Would you give me boldness? Would you give me momentum? Like, what is it that that you are asking What is it that you need to be able to be on mission with God? Have you asked God to meet you there and to give you that? And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. This is a hard one, but God, help me to be compassionate. Help me to have grace. Help me to forgive. Help me to do the things that, that I don't want to do. To let go of grudges. To see others as equal. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God, as I'm doing these things, as I'm trusting you, transform me. Change me. Watch over me. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. It's all worth it, God. Amen. As we step into this last song, 
I invite you to, to keep sitting in that moment of prayer and reflection or to sing out. Maybe to have a, a unique conversation with God around the lyrics that we're about to sing. But take this time to step into that unique conversation more fully that God wants to have with you today.